Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50% to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hello and welcome to the Dream Factory, the world's greatest user-generated movie creation podcast. I say that every week, and the more I say it, the less it means. You think, like when people say a word over and over Yeah, it means nothing at all. The rules are simple. We can discuss as many ideas as we like, but only one can be taken through to the next stage, where it'll be left in mine and John's collective will, along with a deep sense of regret, three pillows and £15 cash. I'm Joel, a man who puts the B in subtle. And across from me is John Harris, a man who has declared enough is enough when it comes to the searing heatwave currently attacking Britain. His change.org petition entitled War on Warmth, Bring Back the British Summer has so far attracted 12 signatures and he plans to present it to Parliament in mid-August. Hello, John. Hello. All true. How do you feel about the warmth? I hate it's it. It's too much, mate. It's, it's going to be 30 much. degrees next week. Oh, oh, 30 degrees next week. How many degrees do you like? Just 11. About 11 degrees. About 11 degrees. 19 degrees too many. Yeah, it's 19 degrees too many right now, guys. But people won't listen. <laughs> to your petition yeah i'm thinking we just put a giant ceramic plate in the sky just to just to shade you know so it's always ceramic gets really hot though mm, i haven't thought this through what about a giant parasol over the country great that's better that's a more reasonable and we solution can, we can close it at night so that if there's any rain do you know how i know that clay and ceramic get super hot why a because everyone knows that but b <laughs> because of a great story from joel's childhood so i wasn't very good at art Yep. It may surprise you to learn. Yeah. One thing that happened once, I accidentally used the wrong type of paint and painted through some canvas or acrylic, whatever I was using, right? But what, here's the what, clay. Here's what <laughs> school were you in where they had acid paint on a, like available? Pretty experimental school. Yeah. We were on acid. We were painting with acid. <laughs> but we had to do sculpture, right? And we had like we had like a kiln at us. Did you have a kiln? Yeah. yeah no, we, wait, no. We had a kiln. Wow. It's pretty crazy, right? That's cool. Um, so we had to make this clay sculpture, mm-hmm. and I knew mine was dog shit. Like, I knew it was really shit. And it was going to get a terrible mark. Yeah. But uh, half of your mark was about the effort and the planning, right? Okay. And I thought I'd really nailed that. But I knew that the end product would be so bad that all of that would be out the window. So I sabotaged my own sculpture. It was like a bust. And I just made the head hollow 
so that it would explode in the kiln. And then I got a B. Wow. Because it just exploded. But it also took out several other people's with it. So I do have some guilt around that. But, it, I mean, it wasn't an official bit of work. There's but self-sabotage on a clay head. I mean, if you've ever done anything similar, let us know. There's always a little bit of friendly fire in academia. In good academia, yeah, in every a kiln. <laughs> in every kiln. Did your school have a kiln? Email us. <laughs> Should we pitch some films? Yes, please. Give me a film. This one's from Emma. She said she tweeted us because I uh, I did a little bit of the you know world's smallest violin and said that we were looking thin on the ground and we could really help, do some help. Cool. And even you listening right now, that's still the case. Yeah, that's all. Take that as red. Yeah, yeah if yeah, you've that. come up with an idea, don't think you know I'm going to bank this for a week. They're low. Yeah. We're always low. That tweet is kind of eternally relevant. Might pin it. <laughs> <laughs> so she says, "Okay, okay. How about Bon Air, starring Bono, John Bon Jovi?" And Joe Bonamassa, go. To which Paul then yeah. replied, and John Bonham. God, there's so many Bonds out there. There's so many Bonds in music, specifically in rock music. You're not really in any other walk of life. I can't think of another Bon outside of music. No. That's weird, right? Well, apart from the Bonbon. Bon. But it means, good. Bon it means bon. good, doesn't it? Yeah, it means good, good. <laughs> John Good, good Jovi. Never really thought about it before. Goodo. Goodo, the singer of you too. <laughs> John, goodo. Goodo. Um, yeah, it's weird. Uh, also, John Bonham, the drummer of Led Zeppelin. Good ham. Good ham. Yeah, I love good ham. I love, we, if there's one thing that we stand for as a podcast, it's good ham. What's Jovi in French? Happy? Yeah. John Good Happy. Jovi. V is like life, but I don't know if I can, I don't know a word for Joe. Like there's beau, which would be beautiful life. Oh. John Good Beautiful Life. Good Beautiful Life. It's yeah. like a Moby song. Now, so basically, rather than a film about convicts on a plane, what yeah. we've accidentally got there is some sort of rock supergroup. Yeah, I'm into it. I'm not sure. Sh- I'm not sure that Bono and Bon Jovi are going to be too chuffed sharing a stage together. No, but imagine they'd have to build new stadiums for them to perform <laughs> in because they're both stadium bands. They'd have to create double stadiums. Mm. The new new camp. Actually, here's how I imagine it going. They're actually rivals, and they get booked to play the same stadium, and there's a stage at each end, and they try and out-rock each other. Nice, like the um, the really good uh, DJ rock sequence towards the end of Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Yeah, but bigger. But bigger, and more yeah. monsters. Several monsters. But they're ah. just in the crowd enjoying the gig. Yeah. Yeah. And then one of the other bottoms swoops in at the end and actually steals the show. I feel like we've wasted, with Bono and John Bon Jovi, I feel like we've wasted the Bonds. Like the drummer of... Who's the Bond villain? A, oh, a Bond, a Bond girl. Bond girl. She comes in and she sings a really high-pitched note that smashes yeah. all the glasses. Oh, no. And you only get served plastic at a gig. So it's difficult. How do you smash plastic? <laughs> Is what a lot of governments are trying to answer at the moment. So. That's, she sings a note so high that all the plastic cups smash. They melt. And, and the sea. <laughs> And so, and so, someone because you can't tell because it looks like glass smashing. Yeah. So then it has to cut to like a punter going, "These are plastic." <laughs> wow, she's great. <laughs> it's not even that high. It's just a note previously undiscovered that smashes plastic. That's she good. found the new sound. Good, I think it's a good film. Con Air is such a good elevator pitch, isn't it? Yeah. You don't. Need, it's not even an elevator. It's just Con Air. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> Prisoners in the sky. It's just aircon backwards. It's so clever. <laughs> And Isn't that clever? That's why the plane was so hot because it's aircon. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just central heating. Uh, uh, heating. Uh, here's my film pitch: Heating Central. <laughs> I could see Heating Central being a film title. Yeah. 
What would happen in Eating Central, Joe? Okay. Former Man United goalie Tom Heaton and famous <laughs> actor Michael Keaton. Yeah. They get stuck on the central line. Heaton and Keaton. Heaton and Keaton. You keep bringing up the central line. I know, because I hate it. You're not going to so get, get a central line I'm, based movie made. I'm hoping to get some sort of. Um, I mean, I mentioned the central line enough without being paid, might I add. Uh, eventually, they'll add an extra cool carriage just for me. <laughs> extra cool? Yeah, extra. Uh, How, uh, same temperature, but it should be a really great place to hang out. <laughs> is it just you on there? Yeah. Is it like but a I'm coffin? In the shade. <laughs> it's a coffin dangling from the end of the tube. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A little rope. <laughs> and it's smashing about. <laughs> and you're wearing sunglasses inside the coffin. Yeah, of course I am. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> I'm keeping it cool. And then I have to really awkwardly climb out of the coffin and avoid the tracks and the mice. <laughs> is spotting mice on the tube your favourite thing to do? <laughs> yeah. I oh, like that's weird. You loser. <laughs> I hate it. I just, <laughs> I'm just trying to support you, John. No, I, really, I really like it, and mouth. I worry about them in this heat. <laughs> but I do love seeing mice on the tube. Uh, when I was in New York recently, yeah. it's just rats. Oh no, um, rats are so horrible. You're not on the side of rats, but no. I feel like as a public, we're really behind mice. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like, you see a little mouse, you think, what a plucky little fella, I hope he does all right. You see a rat, you think, oh, I want that thing to die immediately. Yeah, well, because, like, there's the whole thing about, like, pizza rat in New York and stuff. Like, they yeah, seem he's to a bit of a cult hero. <laughs> yeah, they're, but they're... an anti-hero, I reckon. Yeah, maybe. Because I feel like people watch that and they're like, oh, I see these rats pulling a pizza. And they're like, whoa. Maybe because they're New Yorkers, they're just used to it. And they're like, hey. Yeah. But to me, I was like, kill it with fire. Like, why are yeah, we, exactly, if it was yeah. a mouse, I'd be like, what yeah, yeah it's come got, on, boy. Yeah, Is that up, speciesist? <laughs> it's like bees and wasps. Yes. You see a bee, you think, go on, mate. Exactly. It's so much like that. And you see a wasp, you're like, honestly, I see a wasp, I think, fuck off. I see a bee, I think, go on, son. Don't you? They're so similar. It's so species. We're so species. People are so species. (laughs) Have bees and mice just got better PR? (laughs) What's that about? Film pitch for next week. A PR agency, but for the bad animals. (laughs) It's called bad animals. It's called bad animals, yeah. I really like that. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> Fuck. Maybe I won't pitch it next week. Maybe I'll actually go to Hollywood. Because <laughs> I, I remember, for some reason, I remember that um, people who studied hyenas were yep. really annoyed with the Lion King for putting them in a putting them in a really really bad because they're actually great guys because they're just top. See, I think of them as being dicks. Animals. I think of them as being dicks. It's probably mostly based on the Lion King. Exactly. Whereas apparently they're really top guys. They're great guys. Yeah. Oh man. You know, because you watch The Lion King and you think, I'll hang out in the pub with the lions. Yeah. Not Scar, not the hyenas. But apparently, in reality, if you want to go to the pub with an animal from The Lion King... They're a good laugh. Hyenas. Um, well, actually, you'd probably go with um, Rafiki, but that's... The- you'd definitely go on the piss <laughs> with Rafiki. I think it's mad. Oh, it'd be amazing. It would be amazing. If you could go on the piss <laughs> with any Disney character, who would it be? Let us that know. That is the real tweet in. Ignore yeah. everything so far. No, I want to know about Kilns. <laughs> no, 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 if you could go out on the lash with any Disney character, who would it be? And we need reasons. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Uh, actually, I'd, I, now I'm broadening it. I think, what's the little guy in Hercules called? Played by Danny DeVito. Big time. Yeah, Big I can't time. think of the character's name. Yeah. But yeah, that would be good. I think this is going to... I'll put this on Twitter, and at the post-creds of the next one... Yep. We will the discuss. Big the big reveal. Um, would you like one from me? Yes, please. So... This is from Jeremy. Now, that's what I call music 3,629. Okay. We're in the distant future at this yeah. point. Can you imagine that? Yes. Everything's changed mm-hmm. apart from one constant that's run through seemingly all of past time. Yeah. And that's now that's what I call music. 
every year. It's outlived streaming. It's outlived the chips people got in their heads to play music. And it's outlived just being born able to think about every song ever made. Yeah. Because that's how people are engineered now. I, li- I like the really... Th- I mean, Jeremy's really thought this through. Yep, definitely Jeremy. Um, <laughs> it's de- Jeremy sent this idea in. It's very fleshed out. And he, he clearly spent maybe up to 10, 15 minutes before we recorded thinking about this. <laughs> right. What people don't realise yeah. is that now that's what I call music is actually government issued every single year. Because you've probably thought... You thought, why are they still churning this out? Yeah. You probably watch telly and you see an advert for a Ministry of Sound compilation. And you think, who is buying this? Do you think that? They're yeah. government issue, mate. The Ministry of Sound. The Ministry of called. Sound. The Ministry of Sound is issuing these records every single year, and there's actually hidden messages in them that make people sign up for the army and stuff. <laughs> I didn't know that. So now, by the time we've got to now, that's what I call music 3629, they've built up a, a huge base of army recruits through the hidden Great. messages in yeah. the albums. Yeah. Let me just make up a name for our protagonist. Jeremy uh, he, uh, well done mate that is a good name for a protagonist not enough protagonist Jeremy's <laughs> and yeah he, uh, so he's gonna break it wide open right big time yeah well it sounds like he already has <laughs> he's written this from the future <laughs> he's like the guys stop the, the now f- albums <laughs> the end of the film is Jeremy sending an email to the past to a podcast about <laughs> movies and then it's me and you it, trying to stop now albums <laughs> no he goes back in time and stops now that's what i call music number Cause one because we're, we're at now 100 so maybe now now is the time now, now that's what i call music is the time <laughs> that's how he ends the, the email there you go thanks jeremy, thanks, jeremy. um right uh, in response to last week we went off on a freeform jazz um dystopian kind of improv about what the rocks gooch looks like yeah i don't think that was dystopian mate i think it's probably a beautiful vision for a future <laughs> and uh, that's what i call a gooch <laughs> so cassian got in touch and said uh, <laughs> I, i've i've unsubscribed <laughs> <laughs> i've cut off my own ears uh in the spirit of the show i'd like to offer up turner and gooch <laughs> about, <laughs> yes. about tom hanks and his crime fighting gooch right is Tom Hanks Gooch the crime-fighting Gooch, or is it like a disembodied Gooch <laughs> that he goes around with, that he like keeps in his wallet and chats to? And the Gooch is like, hey, I've got a great lead. Played by Stanley Gucci. Stanley Gucci! <laughs> there we go. Yeah, good. Very well done. Thank you. Turner and Hooch, is a, he's got a big dog, and it's annoying, yeah. and then I assume things are fine because the dog's cool. Yeah, I imagine the dog turns out pretty cool. <laughs> so in the sequel, the dog's dead. Oh, and all he's got is his own gooch. Is his own, and he has to speak to it like. And you know when you do a V sit in gymnastics at school, (laughs) Um, I'll demonstrate one for our Twitter account, but I won't do it nude. But he has to nude using a series of mirrors and a V sit chat to his gooch, and and that's the way they interview criminals in those interrogation rooms. Joel just silently got into a V sit whilst he was talking. Then it's amazing. So flexible, there, my gooch. <laughs> what what Adam told Airing you? Airing my gooch is such a good name for a podcast. <laughs> hey, hello and welcome to Airing the Gooch <laughs> this week. Um, I, what I haven't told you is from episode one till about now, Joel has been doing the visa and yeah. talking as if it's his gooch. It's, quite clever, isn't it? it's, it's weird that that has been happening and no one's ever really known about it. Joel's been miming his own gooch, even when <laughs> guests are in. Is this just going to be a thing now? We're going to talk for, about Gucci's for five minutes no, every episode. No, no, we'll move on, we'll move on. Yeah, well, thanks for the suggestion. Let's never speak of <laughs> Gucci's again. 
When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. What about this one from Mike? Tim Westwood World. <laughs> You get to be Tim Westwood. Well, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, gone, he's gone full in for this one, Mike. Everyone's Nightmare, a theme park where all the rides are Tim Westwood-based, including animatronic versions of the man himself. When one of these robots turns evil, it's up to a real version to go and save a group of fans that are trapped in the park. Definitely an 18 rating, as children should not be forced to endure Tim Westwood. That, all of that's too cruel on Tim Westwood. <laughs> I, what, it says a lot about Are you my, a Westwood apologist? Who sent this in? Mike. Okay, so it says a lot about mine and Mike's differing opinions of Tim Westwood that I immediately envision this as a Tim Westwood simulator <laughs> where you get to go and be Tim Westwood for a day in a mythical land. I don't want that. Why not? I have the big dog. Yeah. It must be so much. There must be so much clean up to do after his shows, all that glass. All the shattered glass. All the glassy shattering. Yeah. And Sometimes he blows up walls. <laughs> <laughs> They have to soundproof his studios with ten walls because he destroys so many. <laughs> he's like the Hulk getting stronger and stronger <laughs> as he's broadcasting. <laughs> okay, so it's an actual theme park, but I'm, I imagine Tim. So Tim Westwood has funded this theme park with the money he got back from accidentally Snapchatting his credit card details. <laughs> do you remember this? I do. Yeah. So for listeners who aren't aware, who don't ha- who don't get Google updates on Tim Westwood like John and I do. Um, he meant to send a private message to his girlfriend on Snapchat, but sent a public message that was like, hey, baby, go get yourself a wax with a picture of his credit card. <laughs> and then everyone cloned his card and just spent all his money. So what's happened is he's got the big payoff from the credit card company, and he's thought, reinvesting this in a theme park. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, also, just for more context, because uh, there might be some people who don't even know, I imagine, who don't even know who Tim Westwood is. Mm, well, UK-based radio hip-hop DJ... Um, legend in the game been around for legend forever. in the game nothing but respect for my president do you want a film idea yeah Mary sent in a film called Fish Bay <laughs> yeah. Fish Bay is a part of New York right yeah Mary sends an email that says she was on the BBC news site mm-hmm. and she saw the headline shark attacks children in New York <laughs> <laughs> Which is amazing, right? And I looked it up. And if you go on the BBC website, that's the headline. And the story sorry, is... I'm sorry for laughing. No, they're fine. 
the, the story is that these two kids swam out from like Long Island or wherever and got attacked by a shark. But the BBC, the BBC has made the clickbait headline: <laughs> "Shark attacks children in New York." Now, anyone in their right mind imagines like kids just walking around Times Square and a shark in like a jacket and a hat is going Hum! out of nowhere. Don't you? <laughs> Yeah, that's, yeah. That's, you see the headline shark attacks children in New York you don't think oh they'll probably swim in a mile out to sea so you think they're on they're at Coney Island going over the, so, the Ferris wheel so he's got the physical build of a street shark but he's in like a flasher mac and yeah. s- sunglasses and that <laughs> just going around attacking kids <laughs> And that's great and so uh, what happens is at the beginning of the film there are all these attacks and the kids are getting rushed to hospital and the doctors are looking going this looks like a shark attack. <laughs> we found you in Macy's. <laughs> yeah, that's good, right? That's fun. <laughs> I really like And we don't reveal it to the audience that it's a shark until the end. No, but there's just lots of people saying, this looks a lot like a shark attack. <laughs> and they're like, well, it can't and be. All they do is follow it from behind. You can just see the collar up on the Mac and a hat. <laughs> yeah. You can't see this. Even though it's walking what clearly appears to be on a fin. <laughs> Would you back yourself against a great white if it was like, in a Macy's? <laughs> Wait, how, what is it? Does it? Is it walking on its fin? Yeah, of like, course, yeah. Like a flasher, then no. 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 It'd probably just bite you. Yeah. They don't like eating humans. Sharks. They, they don't. <laughs> Another example of bad PR against the animals. <laughs> bad animals has got a lot of work they, to do. <laughs> they've got their work cut out. They won't eat a human because they can't digest bone. Um. So if they eat a human... Like, you never really hear of someone getting swallowed whole by a shark. But, like, if they bite your leg, they bite your... So what they do is they give you a little bite to test yeah. you, um, and then they, they have to vomit back up the bones. Like, they can vomit out their own stomach from out of their mouths to empty it out. Oh. So that's why they eat seals and stuff, because they're just all flubber. But that's why they, like, chomp your leg, and they don't ever come back for more. Um, for the record, Joel has a really weirdly large knowledge of sharks. Yeah, because I'm very and, scared of them. And I believe that, yeah, it's... <laughs> It's because of because all the PR. It's, and I believe from the last time I asked him about this, it's because he wants to be mentally equipped for if he has to take on a shark. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, yeah. I feel... I, I mean, I never go in open water. <laughs> but you'd have the facts to throw at it. <laughs> but <laughs> I, I know theoretically how to combat a shark. <laughs> and I'm sure if I was ever in that situation, they would all kick in. All Bob the old nice, facts right? would kick in. No, not so much. Oh. Um yeah, so I, I imagine all the old all the old tricks would kick in. If I was just in open water with a great white, I'd remember all this stuff that I've learned from various documentaries. So Shark isn't Bop on the Nose? I thought Shark was Bop on the no, Nose and I mean, Bear how, is Play Dead. Right, how... The, only This is mad, right? But only some bears are Play Dead and some are Runaway and <laughs> they, they live in the same forest in America. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to ask, ask the bear what yeah, it yeah, is. There's genuinely stories about people coming across bears and be like, which one? Oh my god! And what you do is you lay and then you roll really quickly away. And what's the one where you run in a zigzag? Uh, snipers. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've had terrible. They've had terrible. PR. Snipers have got to be bad PR as well. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Great. Good stuff. Would you like this one from my boy Tim? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Avengers Infinity Score. It's the World Cup, but with teams made up of characters from particular genres. My money is on Team Horror, brackets, Freddy and Gold with the Long Arms, or Team Robot with ED209 destroying the defence. Interesting. So different genres of film competing in a World Cup. Because weirdly, so f- weirdly, we already did Justice League, which was a yeah, tournament did, of yeah. superheroes. Yeah, we did. And now we've taken the other it's Team Horror. Like Tim doesn't listen. No, but he's nah, some genre ones. I'm joking. Tim's a great, great he's guy. He's one of the 
He's one of the top guys. He is the hyena of the human world. <laughs> that's what I'd say. Always laughing. Top guy. Mostly evil. <laughs> no! Oh, no, wait, that's the PR, oh, right? Come oh, on. God. We're trying to help him out. We uh, are yeah. trying to help him out. Genres. I'm, I'm, look, I love comedy, but who, I mean, what? What are we talking? What's going to happen here? Tina Fey up against Freddy Krueger. There's some great violence in Anchorman. But why is it all, why is it all violence? This is the World Cup. It's not a Royal Rumble. Oh, it's football. Yeah. Why did I think it's a football? Why Rumble? do you immediately go to violence? <laughs> That's a shame. That's my bringing. Quite upsetting. Yeah. <laughs> right. So yeah. Okay. Fine. Football. Yeah. No. Right. The thing is, Team Robot's a great shout. I don't think it is. Have you ever seen footage of the Robot World Cup? Mm, it's pathetic. Bad. They they can't program robots to walk properly. Although they can in the films. No, because C-3PO is going to be there. Imagine C-3PO kicking a football. Embarrassing. You can so easily push him over. How, if you push C-3PO over, has he got knee joints? If, right, if you're dealing with a robot like ED-209 from Robocop, which only has legs and essentially a gun, yep. where's the hand? Where, is it? Is the oh, gun a hand? Is what what's saying? handball? Yeah, it's the gun. It's bought a gun. Oh, fine, yeah. fine. French noir. Yeah, how would they get on? Well, they're French, so inherently quite good at football. I just, the thing is, horror is probably good because you've got like creepy creatures, monsters, and stuff that can go around doing crazy physics-defying stuff. Yeah, but they're going to get. But what about that. what about sports movie people? <laughs> Space Jam. Yeah, no, because they're not footballers. What about the monsters? What about Escapes of Victory? Because that's got Pele in it. There you go. <laughs> there what there about Tim? Up yours. What about Goal? Yeah, a football that's film. That's got in it. Bend it like Beckham, Kira Knightley. David Beckham in it. No, it doesn't. Does, Does he it? appear in it? I think he's got a cameo. It would be sad if he didn't appear in a film that had the word Beckham. He's got in a cameo it. in it, I think. Good. Mm. I'm not, he's definitely in a goal film. Yeah, Tim's what Tim's done there is forgotten about football films. Yeah. They definitely win. Yeah. Yeah. Superheroes. No, superheroes, Iron Man can fly around, Hulk in goal. Hulk could just take up goal. Yeah, but you'd have to get angry about something. All the goals that he's been letting in is uh, Bruce Banner. Well, then, so he's going to be 10... Well, so they have to start off at about 10 nil down. <laughs> yeah. And that's yeah. fine. I don't know if Hulk's got the patience to be a goalkeeper. And then Doctor Strange, every time he kicks it for the ball, he can do one of those like little vortexy things and it oh, just flies out on his... Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think superheroes. Oh, yeah. They're so good at stuff. Mm. They can basically turn their hand to anything. Could, if there was a F- World Cup where superheroes were allowed, would Spider-Man just be allowed to web the uh, the goal? No, I feel that's, I feel that's in, that contravenes a lot of the rules of the game. Yeah, and also he'd be thinking, well, this is great this half, but then when we swap yeah, pitch sides halfway round, I've just... Nightmare. Scorey goals in the first half. Yeah. Anyway, should we pitch our ideas? Yeah. I'll go first. Great. My film is called Burnbury. I don't get it. So, every year, Burberry burn millions and millions and millions of pounds worth of stock. Uh, at the end of the year, when it's out of season, they just burn it to stop uh, it going onto the black market or being sold cheap or anything like that. Yeah. Last year, they burnt 30 million quids worth of stock. So the idea is other companies latch onto this as well, and then the government starts doing it with children. <laughs> 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 Look, I thought of the pun Burnbury and I, I started talking and I hadn't thought about where that sentence was going to finish but it, they basically do it to s- but children. the Burberry thing is true. That's true, yeah. Oh, fine. It's because they want to make sure the value of British children is as high as possible after Brexit. <laughs> That's what's being agreed in Chequers at the moment. <laughs> is that we're going to burn all the sad children. Okay. Yeah. I like it. What cool. can I say? What's your idea? My idea is kill Bill and Ted. Good. So... Quentin Tarantino directs a film in which a lady who has been betrayed on her wedding day 
Uma by Thurman. Bill and Ted. By Bill and Ted. Oh, she was marrying them both. <laughs> or was one of them the vicar? Or I thought it was going to be that Bill and Ted just murder everyone at her wedding apart from her. Because uh, the, the, the be thing a that what, happened... With their mad riffs? <laughs> because uh, it's by accident. So in, in Kill Bill, it's intentional, obviously. He kills everyone. He's supposed to kill Uma Thurman as well. Yeah. But he doesn't. Whereas in this one, Bill and Ted accidentally... With their shredding riffs. Just some, uh, some slapstick. Yeah. They're getting married below a nuclear facility. Oh, no. And Bill and Ted accidentally... They riff too hard. Riff too hard. And it, um, it the, the note is so loud... The glass that the nuclear stuff's being held in. <laughs> It, or is it plastic? It's plastic. Yeah, okay. And, it and someone at the wedding goes, it shouldn't have shattered. I was it's at made the out of plastic. When it <laughs> I'm the unluckiest guy in the world. Yeah. Um, and they get covered in Which is a stuff. great joke that riffs on a film that you you would have had to have watched that wasn't linked in any way. That's anyway. what I love about this film. It's full of those sort of references. <laughs> and then the nuclear stuff leaks all over everyone apart from apart from Bill, Ted and Uma Thurman because yeah. they're under like an arch that's been made for the wedding ceremony. Exactly. Which is um, nuclear... Proof. It's a bunker. But, They're in a bunker. <laughs> if you're going to get married under nuclear, do it in a bunker. Exactly. Yeah, but I've always said that. <laughs> Why? In what circumstances are they under it? Is it maybe on a cliff and they're getting married on a beach? It's difficult to imagine it really, isn't That's it? Fav- That's <laughs> one of my favourite idioms, actually. Yeah. If you're getting married under a nuclear facility, do it in a bunker. <laughs> I think I had that in a fortune cookie, actually. <laughs> I've always stood by it. I've not had a single wedding. Under a nuclear facility, not in a bunker, and in in a, in a very much like in a um in Star Wars: The Phantom Menace, when Jar Jar Binks is being slapstick cu- clumsy, yep. accidentally killing all the baddies, oh, and yeah. being great. Bill and Ted are kind of doing that with Uma Thurman while she's being a badass warrior, and they're kind of just great. And it ends with Bill and Ted dying. Ah, oh, that's a shame <laughs> because they said they're going to make another one, and they haven't said what it's about. Well, I mean, you pitched it. Kill Bill and Ted. Thanks. And that brings us to the end of this episode of Dream Factory. Uh, we know it's the end because there's a rat-tat-tat at the studio door. And coming in through the door, John, who is it? Stanley Gucci. Oh, God. We said He's... we'd never mention Gucci again. <laughs> we'll only mention Gucci's again if Gucci actually comes. If we get Gucci sends us some free product, product or Stanley Gucci <laughs> appears. Yes. So, John, there was a little bit of chat in that about uh, animals and their PR. Yeah. We talked about animals with really bad press that maybe don't deserve it. Yeah. The wasp, the rat, the Mm -hmm. hyena. Ugh. What animals out there have got a really good press but don't deserve it? Panda. Chris Packham always says it, doesn't he? What, fuck the pandas? He says, fuck the pandas. (laughs) That's how he Packham doesn't think that. <laughs> he does. Packham's a fundamentally good guy, isn't he? Why does Packham hate the pandas? If you see Packham do like a presentation to a university or, or you know, First school. slide, fuck the pandas. <laughs> yes. Hi, I'm Chris Packham, fuck, fuck the, pandas. the pandas. Good night. Today I'm going <laughs> to... Well, they won't fuck themselves. <laughs> That's his point. Oh. Genu- he's like... He wants them to die out. He's like, fuck the pandas because they're not... Have, they're not basically I think his long and much more subtle message is that the amount of money that is put into panda conservation yeah. is huge because they're cute and they're on the WWF logo and all that stuff so if you're taking that PR question seriously yeah. fuck the pandas I think the flamingo 
Yeah. Don't really know what it offers. Oh, you know the bit on its leg that you can see? It yeah. looks like its knee. That's mm. actually its ankle. And its knee's up by its waist. <laughs> There's some real flamingo PR that's, for you. That's some great PR. And they're pink because they eat prawns. Yeah. That's, that is mad. That's a fun fact. Yeah. Apparently in the 90s, my nan went to the doctor and was told that she had like a deficiency in something that you could get in red pepper and she ate loads of red peppers and her skin went red. No! Yeah, big time. Amazing. Yeah. I don't know how many peppers and over what period of time, but I would encourage everyone listening to give it a go. Because I was thinking for a second there, how many prawns would it take for me to turn? How many prawns should a man eat if a man could turn pink? So there's a tongue twister in there somewhere. (laughs) Um, uh, Look, listen, the room we're in is insufferably hot. I've got a bit of a head cold and, you know, things are going south pretty quick. Yeah, so I'm going to keep him here for a bit longer. What about a fluffy little polar bear? They don't... Yeah, they get good PR. Again, because yeah. they're nearly extinct. Mm. Mm. Ah, the sob story. The classic it's X the classic Factor sob, sob story. story. Yeah. Gets you oh, right Oh, love me. They're the most vicious animals on earth. They did like a campaign on at one point for like ugly animals that were going extinct. Because obviously, oh, yeah, if yeah, they're yeah. cute, we're all for it. Yeah, big time. A panda any day. Mm. Have you, how, how many hours have I spent watching really irritated zookeepers try and put up with pandas in hours, yeah. right? Because they're hilarious. Yeah, they are great. They're yeah. just constantly it's cleaning so the zookeeper whilst he's trying to clean yeah. the... And you can tell. Because for me, I'm like, this is amazing and adorable. Why yeah. are you annoyed? He's been doing it for seven yeah. years yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. He's yeah, nine to five every day those pandas are on, <laughs> on his fucking case. It's ridiculous. You know how you grow to hate your colleagues? <laughs> it all seems good to begin with. Yeah, look, I've stopped clinging on you. You start to learn their habits. <laughs> and then even the way that some of them breathe starts to annoy you. With the pa- I'm talking specifically yeah, about yeah, the pandas. Yeah, yeah. Here, pandas, yeah. pandas. Yeah, just about the pandas. When, when before we started doing this after bit, Joe was like, "Oh, we're going to riff on, uh, <laughs> we're going to riff on animals that have had good PR." Yeah. He didn't say, "Should we just be mean about pandas no, for five no, minutes?" That's where it's gone. <laughs> that's where it's gone, uh, and we'll leave it there. Fuck the pandas. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Send the guys a movie idea Tell your friends that you like the show Follow us on social media Then you'll be the best listener